Hi, I'm Alison Small, and welcome back to The Small Birth Project. Today you'll be hearing the second part of Lisa's podcast. This is the story of Ivy's pregnancy and birth, and yet again has ups and downs that really assisted in adding to the what-if aspect of my birth preparations. If you've yet to listen to part one, please go back and do that first, uh, so you can hear all the initial details that leads us up to part two, and that way part two will make much more sense to you. I really hope you enjoy the final part of Lisa's story. And so that obviously progressed. Yep. And then you found out you're pregnant again, but that was sometime later. Yeah, sometimes later, like a good almost five years later. So was Katie five when you found out you're pregnant with Lily? I mean, sorry, <laughs> bless I mean? you, bless you, Ivy. Yep. Yeah. So she was what was she? Yeah, five and a bit. So she was little, and because what is she now? Yeah, she's nine now. So yeah, she would have been six. And it was a funny story, and, and you remember, but um, I probably at that point to be really upfront, and, and I hope Nathan never hears this, is that I wasn't happy then. Yeah. Um, I decided that we probably weren't heading the direction um, I'd wanted in a relationship, and that was really hard. It was not a great time, and I remember talking to you, and we decided to go to Thailand yeah. as a family just to see if we can connect a bit, you know, see what you can do to fix things, which yeah. was hard. And then we went to your wedding. And I went to your wedding alone because <laughs> he was working. Alone. Yeah, and I got really, really, really drunk. Really drunk, exceptionally quickly. Really, really, really drunk. <laughs> and I don't get really drunk now, mind you. I will say that the punch that was made at the wedding by some of my friends was exceptionally good, but so chock full to the eyeballs of alcohol. And I don't remember like, a lot of water being provided. No, <laughs> it was a super hot day. <laughs> and I got so drunk yeah. that I forget everything after the wedding waltz or dance. It wasn't a waltz, a dance. Excuse me. We had a dance off. It was a dance it off. Was the best but I, off. I only remember half the dance off. Yeah. That's how drunk I was. I just want to point out here that Lisa was so unlike this is not like lisa to be so drunk now she didn't didn't do that and not only that is that we had to call your mum to pick to me come up, pick you up. <laughs> and my how mom, old were you at this point oh yeah, yeah too old too old to be picked up by your mother by this point in your 30s getting collected by your yes. mom from the party and my mum said lisa i've never picked her up ever yeah. my lisa so she had to drive however far it was to get to your wedding because it was a far way from where she lived <laughs> yeah and I don't remember her picking me up. I do remember liking the concrete on her steps a lot, and I didn't want to move. And then the photos later were very um, eye-opening for me because I forget yeah. all the photos that were taken. But Well, at the same time, as you were asleep, if we can gently call it that, on yeah, the big some, bench. <laughs> some version of sleeping. And you just laid down and had a little rest. And I was sick for days. Yes. And I remember thinking I had alcohol poisoning i'm like going to the doctor going something's wrong i think i have alcohol poisoning because i hadn't had any symptoms of anything before that other than being tired yeah so i thought i'd had alcohol poisoning i hated allison and greg (laughs) (laughs) and all their friends for taking those horrible photos and the doctor said could you be pregnant i'm like no no, no, no. Do whatever tests you want. We'll just rule that out. So, when so how, long back, were, how long were you back from Thailand? Before we didn't the... go to Thailand. We oh. were going to go to Thailand to fix things up. So we hadn't been. That was the story. So we planned to go to Thailand in July of that following year. And that was going to be our, we'll see how we go up until July. We're going to give ourselves to the holiday and just see if we can go on counselling and do all that to work on things. Your wedding came. I found out from the doctor, so a week after your wedding, that I was pregnant. Yeah. Um, much to my upset, I wasn't happy about it at all. Yeah. Um, 
Which makes me sad looking back. It, but is, it is sad, but it's it's also reality. Like you're not the I only wasn't. one in, in. There's millions of people that feel this way. Yep. Like it's not as though, unfortunately, we do have situations that surprise us yep. and they don't necessarily suit us. No, and I was on the pill at that time, and I was never missed one. I was religious, so for whatever reason, my body and the pill just didn't work. And for whatever reason, this kid was meant to be. And she was, and she's my little miracle mistake. I call her. She's yeah. just beautiful and. Um, she's two and a half now, but I remember saying to Nathan, you know, we're meant to go to Thailand in July. Well, we're not. I'm having a baby in July. So that was really um, universal type of thing to make. So I'm like, God, what's going on? Like, we were meant to repair our family then and we're having a baby. And How did he take the news of you being pregnant? He wasn't happy at all. He was devastated because we had decided not to have more. Um, probably because we weren't that great either. And money has always been super important to him yeah. um, to the point that it's the de- part of the detriment of our marriage. Um, and he looked at it going, you've got this great new job. I'd started working for a government job that was paying well. Um, we had a chance to possibly move forward financially, which we hadn't had. Um, he was still very standoffish um, after getting back together. So our relationship just hadn't fully repaired itself. And whilst I look at it now, and, and you'll know because I spoke to you about do I do this do i end this and i'll be honest and say i thought many times of terminating and i'm not a person who considers termination of pregnancy yes until you're in it i was anti it to be honest and i think too like it's you know even talking to one of my other girlfriends it's one of those things that you never think you can have a you can have a feeling about what you would do if Mm. if you're in that situation i would or i wouldn't or whatever and i think circumstances surrounding though like a pregnancy it's not the pregnancy itself, it's the circumstances. Uh, absolutely, yeah. So, So I think no matter what, in the first two instances, you were ready to be a mum and your relationship was good and when your circumstances then change, it changes mm. the perception of, of, of a pregnancy. And I think too, because I was looking ahead saying, if I have this baby, what if we don't work? Like, what if we're still bad? Am I bringing a kid into a world where it's inevitable her parents will split or their parents will split? Do you do that to a child and do you be a single parent of two kids or do you be a single parent of three kids? Like, yep. there's so many variables that affect your decision absolutely and i think in the end it was the the guts of it was that i didn't believe in abortion so and i am awful no judgment pro-choice pro-choice but i decided i remember being in a room talking to the obstetrician i said it just makes me sick thinking about it i no matter how bad it is i don't think i can like i do you know how far you were at this point because i I oh well you were early like when i found out because you were you eight weeks at the wedding? Yes, maybe seven weeks. Seven weeks, yeah. So I had a few weeks, and I remember Nathan saying, "We can't have it. We just can't have this baby." Um, I remember when you told me, and we were like, "And I hated him for oh, that." Oh shit! Yeah, but, but I didn't hate him for that. I just, yeah, you know, yeah, I was bad. I was not happy at all. And it must have been hard. Like, was he? Like, was it hard receiving the pressure from him to decide what to do? Yeah, and ultimately, was obviously going to be your decision, but. Was there a point that he came around to go, okay, this is going to happen? I think once I cried with him and said, I really can't do it. Like, I will hate you forever if we do this because in my mind, and it wasn't just him and I, and looking back at that wasn't fair, yeah. but I didn't know it meant I was an emotional, emotional basket case. It wasn't fair to put that on, but I remember now thinking, oh, I think I'll hate you if you force me to do that because I don't believe in abortion. Like, that's think, what it comes down to. I think that forward thinking of knowing that's where you, your head would be at is, is probably a better way to be than actually going through with it and then that being the reason why your relationship ends. Like, yeah. at least you were self-aware enough to know that that was going to be your feeling. And that might not necessarily been the case. No, but, but that's You, you might have been believed. You don't know. And I don't know. Yeah, but, but at the time, like, you, you being able to be perceptive enough to go, if 
if this happens, this is going to be the outcome, as opposed to the ramifications of having the child. Mm. Like, because both are of really huge, huge, huge effects, no matter what. Mm. They are. And, and it was big. Like, it was huge. Do we do it? Do we not? I remember him coming to the ultrasound and we'd both decided to find out that what, what we're having. Yeah. Because he needed to mentally prepare himself for a boy or a girl because he always wanted the boy. And if we were going to have one more girl, he did need to know. Yeah. Um, I regret finding out. I wish I'd never found really? out because I like the surprise of what... And I hadn't found out with the other two. Yeah. I really loved not knowing. That was my biggest regret that we found out, but it was also something he needed to do. Sure. And I get that. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it was just... took me a long time to accept I was pregnant and to be happy about it. Yeah. It was a different pregnancy... Well, I mean, I wasn't there, obviously, for the other two, but it was it was a different different pregnancy to witness. Yeah. Because, firstly, to see you physically change was really interesting for me. Because I've been always fit and strong. Yes, yeah. So even to see <clears throat> physical changes were kind of nice because it was like, oh, my God, Lisa's got boobs. She's got boobs. <laughs> She's got a bum. <laughs> yeah. She's got a belly. <clears throat> but you grew a baby beautifully. Like, you really well, I do, loved it. You really do do pregnant really lovely. Yeah. So, and I do love pregnancy. Yeah. I loved everything about it. Once I felt that connection, but it took me a while yeah. to accept that I was having her. So that was really nice to see but at the mm. same time as it was a hard time because mm. people knew where I was at headspace wise yeah and and I will say and, and I know we'll go back to that and go back to the <clears> birth <throat> but <clears throat> she in a lot of ways mended things for a little while yeah which was nice yeah even for just a little while and she's definitely mended things for my girls yeah in the long term yeah we will touch back on that um but so was this again just a similar pregnancy to the other two girls yeah, she was, but she was also one that didn't move a lot. So I did have a few. So when I was, I was working the government job. I was working quite a long hour, like quite you long were. hours, yeah. and probably seven weeks before I had her, I fell. So I fell hard at work. You fell down at work. Fell hard. Yeah, fell down. So I fell stomach. So I tripped over a tree branch just outside the lining oh, of the government this. job. Um, sprawled, landed on my stomach, flat being on the stomach, skidded. Um, how, had to go to hospital. How far did you say you were? Seven weeks left to go. So Holy shit. So it was pretty late. Like I had a big belly. It was all filmed. Um, had to go to hospital. And pretty much from that point, they did check her growth because, like Lily, she didn't grow much. But there's nothing wrong with her. She just was a slow – like she was only 6 pound 12 as well. Oh, no, she was 6'9". So it was 6 – I had 6'9", 6'12", 6'9". So she was still little. So either way, they're just your average baby size. Average babies. So yeah. there's nothing wrong with her. They just She just didn't grow a lot at the end. And whether that was the fall, because I did bleed from the fall. Did you? And had to end work. Instead of having four weeks left, I left with five weeks yeah. to go because I kind of worked up for the next two weeks. Did you bleed all the way to the end? Yeah. That yeah, must have been terrifying. It was. Like it wasn't massive, but it was enough to be nervous about it. So yeah. I was just constantly checked. And so other than that, the pregnancy itself was still quite generic. Loved it. Like, I was nauseated. I mean, even the fact that, because by this point, you were quite a bit older having... Yeah, I was more tired. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you've got two kids as well in life. Yeah, and life, and I was tired, and I was working. I got really nauseated. I remember the first few weeks, I'd have to run to the toilet. Like, I I never had the morning sickness before. Like, I was violently, like, I wanted to vomit all day. But then after that, it was just beautiful. Yeah. I do. I could grow babies for other people. I love it. Oh, keep that in mind. Yes. Um, So, going to labour, how did that happen for... Uh, Ivy. So that was pretty normal. She went in, I went into labor pretty well. I remember my midwife because I had the MGP, so the two midwives, and just through the gospel, I went public this time. So why did you do that? Money was one thing because I'd cancelled my <laughs> health fund. Health fund because I was like, well, I don't need 
maternity. Yeah. Um, but then I could have upgraded because I'd had it for so long and they said it would be an easy upgrade. But I decided my girlfriend was a midwife at Gosford and she was part of this program and she said, Lisa, there was no complications with your last one. It's been seven and a half years. I think you just go with it. Like I said, no, not seven and a half, six years. Just yeah. give it a go. If anything happens, they're really well equipped. So I did. It was a lot cheaper. I didn't have to pay. I didn't want to. Ha- I couldn't. I was in a job. I couldn't wait three hours for my obstetrician because they might be running late. I didn't yeah. have the luxury of any of that. So <clears throat> I went with them, and that was the best decision I'd made. They were brilliant. Yeah, my midwives. And they had a pretty good experience at the hospital. Really good. Not everyone has that, but I did. Yeah. So labour-wise was good. Um, I do remember though saying to my midwife at one point there was a young again young student nurse there. My contractions are pretty big. They're pretty strong. They come in pretty quickly. You should call my midwife. Because I sent my midwife home. I said, I'll call you when it's closer. There's no point in you wasting time. She goes, oh, thank God. Because yeah. it was, I didn't, I had her at like three in the morning. So she goes, you won't make two and you'll give me a call. I went, yeah, yeah, yeah. 1.45 a quarter. I went, you're back. You're back. But the nurse didn't believe me. Again, the nurse, I said, I've had three, two children. My contractions are strong. I've got a high pain threshold. I don't scream. I'm telling you right now, my contractions are high. After an hour, she put the thing on me and went, oh, they're like really strong. Oh, you're nine centimetres. Can I ask, was there a reason why you didn't use Katie again? Oh, she was overseas. How rude. I know, right? What, living overseas? Living overseas, yeah. How rude. So she'd gone away living overseas. So, and she was working public hospital as a midwife. So I think I just missed her. Yeah. Um, Anyway, she came to, yeah, she was beautiful. So she's back now, bugger. But, um... Yeah, so that was interesting. I just everything was normal. normal. Um, I swore, I screamed, I went. It was really intense though. She was born very quickly, like three once. Once labour officially really started, she was four hours or five hours, like short again, but very intense. If you ever have another baby, you could just just have a baby Squat. in an hour. <laughs> big big pop it out. A big flop. Baby comes out. <laughs> Sneeze hard. Sneeze hard. But she was born differently too. So I remember they gave me the butterfly needles, like the water. Mm-hmm. So I'd never heard of them. So I didn't want epidural and they were testing these water needles, which is like a butterfly. It hurts like hell. Just so, so, is that, so is that similar to they do um, just water in your spine? Yeah. So apparently it mimics an epidural. Very yeah. cool. The effects were excellent. Really? Like that relaxed me. Did I you still have any back birth. pain from it afterwards? Yeah, a little bit. But they said that was normal. But not to the point when it hurt a lot. It was just that really dull ache. Okay. Which I didn't like, but... Just sorry, just quick, quickly back on your epidural. Did you have any um, residual pain from the epidural? No, I was really lucky. I okay. don't think it affected me at all. I'm one of those really weird percentages that it didn't do anything. Okay. Um, and so, what did you call them? Butterfly? They're, I think a water butterfly, a butterfly something. I can't remember the name of them now, okay, but they're yeah. a butterfly something. Okay. That was cool because they mimicked epidural without the drug because I was really anti the drugs because yeah. I knew I could have a baby without them. Yeah. I didn't want to have them and I wanted to be aware of it. So. Yeah. About two o'clock, so I end up having her full on in the shower, going to. I just, and I knew again all three babies I had in the shower. Hey, um, did you, you, know you delivered the babies in the shower? In the shower. Where did you talk about that? Yeah, delivered all three in the shower. Seriously? Yeah, all three. Did they allow you to do that, Gosford? Private? <laughs> yeah, they were really good. Really? Because mm, I said that I can't. Don't take the water off me because so my back what? pain for all three was bad. So were they all posterior? No, it's just back pain. I think with. So did. did did, so were you on your hands and knees in the shower or standing? No, hands and knees. The third one, so Lily, um, Ivy, I was on a bean bag and it was the most amazing, comfortable thing ever because I could squeeze that bean. So things had changed. It was more uncomfortable. Um, like I was having Lily. Lily was hands and just all, like it wasn't comfortable. 
But Ivy was a beanbag, a beautiful water birthing beanbag. And it sounds gross, but it was just so much more comfortable. Yeah, so she was born into water. In, she, no, no, in, the in the shower. Right. Yeah, but I had her fully born in a sack. So that was the weirdest thing. So On she call, was that's called. Fully born in, called, in this sack. It's, it's spelled E-N-C-A-U-L, I think. And do you know how apparently, like old wives' tale, it's super good luck. Oh, she's good. And apparently the old fisherman... In the old days, used to pay to have the sack because, and they used to take it out to sea. And apparently, wow. yeah, this is my beautiful the Irish, thing my beautiful Irish colleague. She and her son were both born in, on call, and apparently, wow. it's really, really rare. Yeah, well, they said, "Oh my god," because I was looked different. Nathan's really, like, something's going on because yeah. he just didn't know what the hell I was pushing out. It is. It is literally like having a baby in a bag. Yeah, it was weird. Like, and did you see her, or did, have they taken her out of the the sack before? No, you? they showed me because I remember um, they asked, "Do you want to see it in a mirror?" I'm like, "That's no." Oh my god, I so want and to see said, that. And she said, "You need to like," because Nathan went, "No, you need it's to." It's really rare. Like it's the weirdest looking thing. Yeah, I'm like I'm pulling the sack out. Like, I felt like. <laughs> <laughs> I said, anyway, so that was weird, but um, wow, I didn't know that. Yeah, so that see, lots you learn. I so love that this. was cool, and. Everything happened like normal, and after that, it was fine. You know, all your placenta and stuff, and they checked, and I hadn't torn or anything. So, again, that was really good. Um, and it all appeared normal. But just it wasn't really what a question, a backdated question. So, with placenta for each of the girls, did you just deliver those normally, yep. even, even with Lily? Yep, everything was normal. Yep. Okay, do you know if the placenta went in Lily's track, or did the placenta come out? Through your cervix. Do through you know? the cervix, yeah. So it was weird. That all happened. That is so freaking weird. Yeah. And they didn't understand that because they didn't understand why that all happened. And they, I think they ever will. Like, it was weird. God. So what insides look like. Must be freaky. I know. I'd love to get like that. <laughs> I should ask for that. Research. I should be a research study. Um, so she was born in, on call. Yeah, which was cool. I didn't know it was called that. I just wow. knew that she was born in it. And then... So did they pull her out of that and then she cries? Is that what yeah. happens? Yeah, just normal after that. It was just weird though. Like she took a little bit longer to cry um, because she hadn't been pushed out of yeah. that and they had to help her a little bit, which was a bit scary. Yeah, because generally speaking, if they're coming out just headfirst and without, without the sack, it they, pushes. they get a bit of squish but they didn't, she through didn't their get lungs that. and stuff. Wow. Yeah, it was weird. So that so, was weird. So did your, So you said at the beginning that you had your waters broken for all three girls so even because that means she would have still been in waters. So, <sighs> massive weird. I was weird because wow. I remember them trying to break the waters and it was really difficult. Like there wasn't much. Yeah. So she must have had a slight tear in the bag, but yeah. there wasn't a lot. No. Because um, parts of her body can actually block a lot of where the water is. Yeah. Pull, so it doesn't have to be well. a big right. amount. So there's nothing unusual. No. It's just like when it came out, Nathan's like, something's wrong. Like what's what's going on? Because he'd seen two other birds. Yeah. So that was weird. And then. She was really normal. She was just beautiful. She latched on beautifully. It was, was very good skin to skin. She was just um, just gorgeous, yeah. I've got the cutest photo of when I visited you in the hospital and you're holding her up like a little like a little doll in the air and she's just this little curled up koala. Yeah, she, she was, was so cute. She was so cute and she was so cute. snuggly and cut. Like even then... Because she was a very much a sleep on you baby for a long time. She's a brilliant sleeper now. Like yeah. She sleeps all the way through, but she was really cuddly. Yeah. And in the hospital, she slept with me, not in the cot or the bassinet, always on me or with me. And, you know, she'd still do that now if she could. Really? Yeah. Is she – so post-birth then, now we talked about this a moment ago. So post-birth though with um, Ivy, you had something else go wrong again. Yeah, so she was so – 
I went home from hospital, I knew something was wrong again, just because I was getting a lot of, again, a lot more bleeding than normal. Like normally when you leave the hospital and I left after two days. Yeah. And um, how did you find that going home to two kids and having a new baby and being older and tighter and all the things? I was a bit nervous, but I was very lucky that I knew the girls were really loving mm-hmm. and older and I knew they wanted to help. Yeah. Um, I was more nervous going home to Nathan because I didn't know how we were going. Yeah to go and I'd, I'd had a few little hints in the hospital that it wasn't probably going to be brilliant so um went home and I remember my my friend's midwife from her saying to you and yeah. she was the one who and she lived up the road and I remember ringing her the day I think I'd been home two days and said like my bleeding is getting worse it's like I'm having passing massive clots I'm really tired I'm getting heaps of cramping well they're concerned that it was they'd left a bit of placenta yeah. in there yeah they were because I didn't know what the, what and there was that sounds gross and not too much detail but there was a smell everything everything was off really yep so she went oh it feels all right but you're bleeding way too much yeah so I went into hospital they rang and said yeah you need to come in bring that in because it was massive like I was feeling Pads. the pads constantly like every hour that shouldn't be happening after day four yeah or day five when hospital she went yeah you're still bleeding it's quite bad we need to get you looked at stay in overnight and i remember the radiographer radiographer is that the guy that does the ultrasound ultrasound yes he said so what are you expecting today and i said i'm going to expect that you tell me that it's all getting better and i get to go home and he goes mm, ding dong no you're not he said it was really weird it's really bizarre. Really bizarre. He goes, you are definitely having surgery. It's like a pretty big pool of, like it's a massive pool of blood. It's not going to go anywhere. So you've either left something in there, or something's been left behind, or something's happened you've nicked and so just bleeding um, placenta. So it got infected. Which is also really common. Yeah. But it's interesting that, because they, they generally really are quite thorough with checking yeah. And even the nurse had said to me, they, would, they don't know where from. Like it must have been... A random bit. A random bit. Because they were. They were really thorough. I remember them checking it. Because they even... I, I've heard they even like you to have a look at it as well yeah. and show and you... I was freaking delirious. I don't remember. <laughs> I'm sure they did. I'm sure they did. I don't remember. But it was weird because I went, great. So I was in hospital for another five, six days. I was in there oh a long God. time. Like long. And I had the two kids at home. So where was Ivy? She was with me. They made her stay with me. Good. Which is great. So she had a bed. I got my own private room. Because um, I'd be worried about her keeping other babies awake and yeah. them keeping me. Because I was really sick. sick. Like I was tired and surgery was massive. And then, <laughs> so this is just to add to the trauma. And so I do can I think. Sorry, with the surgery, they, did they just go vaginally with yep. that? Yeah. Yep. Full of So they just fixed everything clear up. And I remember I knew the surgeon from my mum because she works at a hospital. Yeah. And he went, it was pretty infected, Lisa. Like you're very lucky that, again, you're intuitive and you knew something wasn't right. Because I, I must say I'm very aware of my body. So I know things aren't right. Yeah. But, I mean, that's a really good lesson to women is that when you do feel like something's not right, even if you end up being wrong, go and get it looked at, right? Absolutely. And and I just – I was embarrassed. I'm like, oh, you've had three babies. Surely you'd remember. Yeah. Can't happen again. Like, God, come on. Yeah. Um, But I knew and you had to. And they said that. We'd rather you come in and be wrong. And to be really honest, when I first walked in, I think they were thinking I was being a little bit dramatic. over the top and dramatic. Mm. Um, and so when the nurse that or the doctor came in and checked me, she's like, yeah, yeah, blah, blah, blah. I know you saw, really sorry. Hey, baby three days ago. Yeah. This is going to hurt. Oh, Whoops. there's a lot of blood. Whoops. Yeah. So they definitely do have a little bit of judgment, I think. Yeah. But they're very quick to backtrack it. And yeah. they'd rather you check than not. And so your recovery... So obviously, up until that point, can I just ask? And I know it's going to be graphic, but your like pachuchu yeah. was that 
did you cope well with the recovery of, like you said, there was no tearing, so you didn't have to have stitches. So did you find that you recovered really well with Ivy with that prior to, apart from obviously the bleeding that was going on, did you feel mm. like you had like the bowling ball again or anything like that? No, I remember I had to see physio because for me I lost heaps of feeling. Like I couldn't even feel. So after Ivy, mm. I didn't feel it with the other two, but after Ivy I really struggled. I had to I had to go to physio because I couldn't feel my pelvic floor. pelvic floor at all. I couldn't contract it. So did you have trouble holding in wee? Uh, no, I didn't, which is weird. Yeah. Um, there's no whales jumping. <laughs> I do mean again. Oh, no jumping. Uh, walking. I just remember that because I had always been so in control of my body, mm. I went, I can't feel that. So I remember saying to the like, sex was not going to be great and it wasn't great because I couldn't feel it. I couldn't feel anything. Yeah. Um, I felt like. Why do they think that happened? Because that's where they think um, old injury from Lil. So there was scarring that they found when they went in. Right. Um pushing at her she might have torn a bit of it off and it could have been the bleeding from that as well as bleeding from a bit of placenta so it was just massive so i didn't feel it from the other two but i felt it from ivy which was really weird it was like this full numb numbing so i did seven weeks of physio um i probably had more can i ask do they use internal tools to because i know my one of my girlfriends has had internal like a internal doppler thing um, to help you feel the sensation of mm. uh, hers was for like a, not a prolapse, but it was to assist in not having a prolapse. So mm. she, after her third, and um, so did they do that as well? Like it's sort yeah. of like a vibrating thing almost, like a pulsing. Yeah. yeah, it was like a paddle with a like a small paddle with a pulse. Yeah, and so that just tries to stimulate your muscles to retract and go back to normal. Yeah, or to activate. To activate. Yeah, yeah. lots of exercises, lots of that. Um, and sometimes still now I can feel different things. Oh, it's not it's still probably not perfect. Yeah. And do you find because I know most women are pretty bad at it? Do you find you, were you good with pelvic floor exercises afterwards, or do you find that you're like, eh, yeah, forget? Yeah. <laughs> uh, the first few months I was because I chose this. Yeah. Um, I was very nervous about never being able to jump or run again. But yeah. um, then I got a bit slack. That's with normal, it. isn't it? Just get busy. Like I've got three kids. Yeah. And so with all of that. How was how did you cope with having Ivy and having the kids? Because you obviously had more medical stuff going on again. Well, to be honest, I think I had the most PTSD after this because when I went home, so the day I got home from the second bout of hospital with Ivy, my middle child Katie broke her arm the day I got home. Oh my god! So she was I may really forget because it's been a while. I forgot about so that. she was swinging on a hills hoist and fell and broke. I literally hadn't been home not even an hour from the hospital. Like they just picked me up. Ha ha ha! Ivy was asleep in my arms. This massive scream from Lily, Mummy, there's a problem. Nathan's carried Katie in with a, a fork, like a broken arm with a fork break, which is called a dinner fork. So it looks like a bent back dinner fork. So she snapped her bone clear in two places. Ew. So it's hanging. Oh, gross. And because I was an emotional tired, and I'm really good in trauma, and you'd know that. You like are, trauma, yeah. that's fine. Just do what has to get done and deal with it later. I was not okay. I remember crying, ringing triple zero, which. I was used to being on the other end, freaking out the woman going to me, calm down, you're scaring your daughter. And I was not okay. And the paramedics came and picked up because she was out cold and like not able to, like she was just unconscious so for pain. She, she, was, she was consciousness. She was more from pain, like fainting from the pain. Mm. She was super brave. God. But I was like, oh my God, my daughter, I didn't know what was going on. She was grey and pale, but taking an ambulance. They wouldn't let me in the ambulance, Good. so I had to get somebody to take me that's good though like oh much better hindsight i wasn't okay yeah to go in that ambulance at all and i got back to the hospital and the nurses went ah back again oh god Give you your original room so i think i had more postnatal after her 
I slept a lot. I found it hard. I didn't want to go out. I would pretend it on the surface I was really okay, but I wasn't. I remember going back to see a, a good counsellor going, it's like, I'm not okay. Mm. I'm taking my baby going, I've forgot the connection, but I'm not okay. Like, yeah. I feel like I've lost part of me somewhere. And I think that was probably, not probably, I knew my marriage wasn't good anyway, but that was all going to help with that because I just felt lost, I think. Bloody hell. Mm. But it was all trauma. Such, it was all total trauma. Such an intense, intense traumatic time. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And it was scary because you don't know how to react or how to respond. And I remember thinking, just, be, you'll be okay. And I'm going, oh, you look amazing. You're doing this. And look how wonderful you're coping. But on the inside, I was not coping. Yeah. Um, Did you ever think about going on medication at that point? No. And hindsight, again, I probably should have, mm. I think, for a little while. Um, I think, like I said, I don't think it contributed to my marriage. I think my marriage was going to end yeah, so anyway. Yeah, so do I. Um, sadly. But it probably didn't help. Mm. Definitely didn't help with where I was going either because I was an emotional basket case for a while. And I think too, like not that in any way Ivy was, and I, I hate this term, but Ivy wasn't a Band-Aid baby for your marriage. No, 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 not at all. She was definitely a decision um, and not for your marriage, for you. Mm. And I think she has been quite a little miracle girl for your family, like you said, for the big girls as well as yep. for you. Um, but... You did You did actually persist for quite a while with your relationship. It wasn't as though it ended quickly after that either. No, it was a good two years. Yeah. So, I mean, she's been – she's a character and she's yeah. quite amused by farts, isn't she? Yes, farts. <laughs> Who's farts? Anything the boys like. <laughs> and she likes boys. So I'm in trouble. But it's, she's funny. But as you said, she's been quite healing for you and for the other oh, girls, hasn't she? Yeah, definitely. And um, like I think I said to you, when I found I was pregnant – Part of the reason of going to I don't I is because I knew the relationship wasn't great mm. and I knew babies didn't fix them. No. <laughs> they make them harder. So I had to live with a decision that I knew I was going into it probably to end being a single parent. And I, vi- I vividly remember having that conversation of we were sitting at the cafe at where we always mm. sit and me saying to you, are you prepared for being a single mum of three? And you were like, yeah, I am. Yeah. Like that was a very definitive answer. You, you knew that that was – the likely outcome yeah and not, it sounds like, really irresponsible but no i don't think it sounds irresponsible i think it's i think it's real you're a realist and yeah. and because you had a, a serious decision to make like it wasn't as though you were going oh i'll just have a baby everything will be fine you were really troubled by all of that i was i was mortified and i must say like regardless of everything i'm glad she came along because for him in particular now he adores her yeah and other relationships what have you but she adores him and he adores her so it's probably just as healing for him absolutely and if she hadn't come about it would be very different yeah so i think so too um crazy though (laughs) i know and so i know this is a really bizarre question probably i don't know the answer to it but i'm assuming that you don't want any more kids no yeah no so even if you were to meet someone now you wouldn't no have some have more kids no i think I think your body's been through My a My body's bit. been through too much. I don't think I could do it again. And I think you're only given so many chances, chances before <laughs> yeah. they go, oh, we threw some feathers at you and here's the rocks and it's yeah. not going to be good. Um, but I'm too old. Like, I'm tired. Mm. I'm happy to have somebody help with other people's. Yeah. And I think, too, your girls are getting, especially, you know, Ivy getting to two and a half. She's, you know, three this year. And I think it's nice getting to a point where you're going to have a little bit more freedom mm. to be yourself again as well. I think there's some luxury in that, too. Yeah, that's right. Because you do miss a bit of that. You know, I remember thinking my other two, oh, they're at a stage where they can look after themselves. I can go camping and yeah, 
So when I found I was pregnant, selfishly, I went, that's all gone. Yeah. Back to babies. Um, and meeting a partner now with a young one is very different. Like you've got to have someone who's okay with a two and a half year old. Yeah. So it's not an easy feat. And for the men, it's different. He can go out and date and they only see them twice a week. For yeah. me, it's a five to six day a week commitment from another person. So it's very different. It is. And I think, I think you know, depending on the type of partner you have or ex-partner you have, like you are the sole parent. Like you, you, you with those kids, they are your sole, like they're your responsibility. Mm. And he is a part-time dad, unfortunately. Yeah, unfortunately. But yeah. also it's because of his job as well and different things. But yeah you know that no matter what your decision has been made to to be that sole parent and everything every decision you make is reflective of that oh, absolutely yeah yeah so it's been very very interesting <laughs> three and three very different stories even though we had you had similar trauma with first and last pregnancies or first and last births they were still extremely different yeah very different which is which i think this whole reason why i'm doing this is is to hear stories like this because i think people do need to be prepared for the fact like i've heard so many women talk about they go home and they have a huge hemorrhage because of the fact a bit of placenta has been left in. I think it's important for people to have that little bit of awareness with your body, as you said. That it can happen. That it can happen. And that I think I really think your situation with Lily initially was an extremely rare situation. But, you know, also that um, post-delivery to be aware that, yes, you don't know what to expect, but at the same time as to trust your intuition to go, oh, shit, that's I'm really bleeding a lot. You know, yeah. and I do think a lot of women that I've spoken to didn't realise how much you bleed when you have a baby. No, not at all. And I think we have to remember that it's nine months worth of your body's <laughs> of blood. Yeah, yeah, but you, you have a lot of stored up blood in there. Like there's a lot to come out. And I think too, probably you hearing these stories, I think there's something to say for the midwives who are amazing, but also for them to remember that each birth is different. I think some of them have been doing it for so long. Yeah that they can be a little bit, oh, here we go again, another sookie mum. Yeah. But I think there's lessons for them to learn that every situation's different. Every situation is different and they need to listen to every woman. Because I did get my get eyes rolled at me each yeah. time. Oh, here we go. And whilst they were very supportive, it's hard because I think they all need to remember that, yes, she's coming in, but she has a feeling there's something not right. And what and, if there isn't? And interestingly on that, like I've had another, someone like Ashley who I spoke to as well was raving about her midwives and saying how, midwives are the way to go not doctors and i thought it's very interesting it's everything is personal oh absolutely because i mean obviously oh, midwives saved me in all three cases absolutely but i think there is lessons for everybody it's not just for lessons out there for women that are pregnant and waiting to, for their babies to arrive there is also lessons for professionals who actually oh. see everything and and no two births are the same so having the eyes rolled and the expectation that you might be wrong is unfair considering that your situation your three situations have been very different. Yeah. So and then all why three situations should... had an emergency That's option right. in them somewhere. Yes. So why should your three, any of your three situations be similar to my situation? Do you know? Mm. Like, so surely they're seeing very different things every day. Yeah, you hope so. Yeah, and it's just them realising that they've got to listen. Yeah. All right. Well, we're at the end of our podcast now and we're going to do the last few questions that I ask everybody. Um, so what was your favourite part of being pregnant? Oh, I just read the movement. I loved it. Every time they moved. It was my favourite. I still remember. I was really sad. I remember having a period of mourning after Ivy because I knew she was my last, without a doubt. I went, I'll never feel that again. Yeah. I miss the movement. I loved it. Yeah. It was hard. Like <laughs> It hurt, but that was my favourite yeah. of all three. It is amazing. 
Um, what didn't you enjoy, enjoy about being pregnant? Feeling like an elephant. <laughs> <laughs> and I mean, annoyingly, there's no way you look like an elephant. No, but the bending, I've been unable to tie your own shoes. Mm-hmm. Like bending over going, oh, that thing's dropped on the floor. Oh, I'll get it next week because <laughs> it wasn't going to be tomorrow. Do you know, picking things up off the floor hasn't been as much of an issue for me. But you know how much I love painted toenails, right? But you can't even see them. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's the, the comfortability of being able to reach your foot yeah. is very tricky. And I've had been big pregnant in summer, so I wear with thongs all the time. But wearing thongs all the time means you need to have beautiful toenails. And I it's very annoying <laughs> not being able to yes. paint my own toenails because I'm so pedantic about it. You used to comment on my unpainted toenails I pregnant. I still do that for the rest of your life. <laughs> Especially pregnant. <laughs> Um, what are the things that you wish someone had have told you or even just one thing in particular that you wish you had have known before going into the process of delivering a baby or being pregnant that be prepared to be unprepared, be prepared to be unprepared. Yeah. Like we all think we need a birth plan, but be awesome. So going with a birth plan, absolutely. But also be prepared that that may not happen mm. so that you're okay with that. Yeah. Like kind of already have that be, have grieved that as well. Yeah. Because if you go in absolutely wanting a natural birth and you have to have a Caesar, so many times I've heard people get trauma, like they're traumatized. Absolutely. Like yeah. It's a separation. It's a grieving for them because they weren't prepared. And um, their experience is what, not what they anticipated or wanted. Yeah. Like Ivy's, Lily's for me was so traumatic. Yeah that I was so fit and healthy I never expected anything other than just a good birth yeah too fit and healthy too fit and healthy yep yeah so be prepared which is unusual like because that's something you know most people aren't especially at that time in your life most people aren't that fit unless you're an Olympian or those kind of things yeah and I mean even I've heard the podcast recently of um I can't remember her name but the big brother um personal trainer Tiffany oh Tiffany yeah I heard her podcast recently and she had the severe morning sickness that needed to be medically treated the entire way through her pregnancy. So she stopped training and it's even people like her who were extremely fit prior. She had to relax her body. So that was probably one of the better things for her because she was so extremely fit prior that sometimes those kind of things can happen. And I think sometimes we, our bodies do the things that they need to do to be able to allow us to cope. Interesting. Um, How has being a mother changed you Mm. definitely more patience in some ways um i would say more and it's a hard question because it does change you in so many ways i never thought you could put someone or so many people ahead of you Mm. in everything like they literally become the thing you think about like as soon as you wake up God, what are we doing today? How can I do that? And, and you become self, so totally selfless. Like, I don't want to be doing stupid Oztag on a Friday night when that should be my wine night with friends. Yeah. And you sacrifice your time. You sacrifice what you're doing. So you still need a level of um, loving yourself first, yes. And it's hard. Like, you don't do that. I'd like to do more of that. But at the end of the day, they're constantly on your mind what you're doing. Yeah, if that makes sense. Absolutely, and I think especially now in your situation where you're now a single parent, it's even more so. Yeah, yeah, because like I have to. Yeah, like I'd love to. Some people go, "Oh, do this and be more selfish," and it's all well and good in theory, but to do that, there's so many things you have to think of. Yeah, to get that moment of selfishness. Yeah, 
Um, what didn't you expect about pregnancy that occurred for you? What didn't I expect? Just about pregnancy. Hmm. Hmm. I don't know. Because, um, I mean, that's probably a tricky question for you because pregnancy for you was pretty simple. I loved it. So <laughs> maybe having a stack? Yeah, the stack was <laughs> Becoming, actually, I will say that I became friggin' very, very clumsy. More clumsy than normal. Do you know I tried to Google this, right? Super clumsy. I am really clumsy in generally. I've got really good um, reflexes. Yeah, me too. But I was clumsy. Yes. And I kept trying to Google. I literally just would go to pick something up and just let it drop on yeah, the floor. all the time. A glass. I go, what? <laughs> and then when I Googled it, though, it said that with your body weight... Um, not in its regular distribution, meaning having your stomach in front, you can become more clumsy. I'm like, that's not what I mean. What I mean is I can literally pick something up and throw it on the floor. For with, no reason. For no reason. No. And I think that comes to, which is the second thing I didn't know about pregnancy, becoming dumb. <laughs> Stupid. Forgetting yeah. things, saying dumb, saying dumb shit. Vocab- <laughs> your vocabulary. Like, I forget I'm things. Not, I'm not what? forgetful. But it's my vocabulary. As in you forget a word is what I mean. I think, like, well, yes, yes. Than, like I'm not forgetting things. I'll go, what's that thing called again? And they were like, a glass. I'll like, oh, yeah, that. Like, <laughs> That's exactly stuff. right. Exactly. I'm just become stupid. I shared a post the other day on my page that it was, that they're now it is now proven that baby brain is a thing. Like not to go. You can't have that many dumb women all of a sudden. It has to be a thing. <laughs> That's right. So true. Yes, you're right. So Absolutely. Funny. And I never thought... Because I do believe that, you know, I work in a very professional industry and I have to be quite eloquent and professional about how I say and speak and all those kind of things day to day. And I cannot believe how much sillier I feel. And it's a weird feeling going from feeling so professional to feeling like an, like an idiot. Yeah. Um, do So your experience, which I loved, is you've got two private experiences with hospital and you've got a public. So. Yeah. Public versus private, what do you see as the differences? And, and if you were obviously not going to do it again, but if you moving forward, what did you prefer? Um, I think there's, there's two options. So I liked being private for my first because it allowed me to be in a room on my own with my baby. So privacy. Privacy. You don't get it in public. Public um, was very much four, room, four beds in one room, and I hated that part Yeah. because – that's that private connection, especially for your first baby. I liked having that time on my own to mm. bond and not have some of the screaming baby. However, the care in the public hospital was probably better. Really? Yeah. So I had an amazing midwife in my first. Mm. I will give her that. But the care was better. The midwives were better as a general rule in the public. Okay. And, I mean, that could just purely be our area. Could but, be our area. But Absolutely. But it is interesting the food's hideous in both. So. <laughs> like, got, my, got my snacks packed. Got your snacks packed. Like, <laughs> both. I remember. I remember getting something in my in the private and something in the public, and both looked like I was about to eat poop. <laughs> and I took photos, going, "What am I eating?" Because I didn't know. I actually didn't know what I was about to eat. I think one was meatloaf. Going, that's not meatloaf. That's not meat. <laughs> it's a loaf of some sort. Loaf of some sort. Hideous. <laughs> that's great. I think I sent you that photo. Actually. <laughs> All right. So for the people out there like myself expecting within days, what is your final tip for, say, going into the unexpected? I think the biggest thing is just go with the flow. Like, honestly, it sounds so boring, but 
just go with whatever happens yeah. and laugh with it and swear if you want to swear and scream if you want to scream. Don't try to be quiet. I'm going to be trying to be quiet. I did. And you know what? I stopped. I just went, no, nah, fuck it. Excuse with all the kids or with... No, with, I, with Ivy, I went in with no holes barred. Whatever I felt I wanted to do, I did. And I think that's why my experience was so good. Apart from the bleeding, I couldn't help that. But mm. the actual birth was easier. Having said that, I knew kind of what to expect. But I think just go with the flow. If it gets to a point where you've said, I can't do this without drugs, and you went in with a drug birth plan, like no drug birth plan, mm. if that's the only thing that's going to make you feel more relaxed, have drugs. Yeah. If it's safe. Yeah. Um, if you thought, I want to go on your back, and then all of a sudden you go, no, I want to have it in a shower, totally naked. Well, mm. You know, every, just go with whatever feels like your body needs to have happen. Love it. That's it. Boring, but true. No, it's it's old school. Go with the flow. Yeah, it but is. But I think it's I think it's probably a really good tip, you know, yeah. and especially for someone like me who is a high level control freak planner. Planner. Um, I mean, that's part of the reason, obviously, why I'm doing this is to try and plan for the unplanable. Um, it is. I have heard it a lot. Is to just don't prepare. Don't yep. plan. Just go with it. And it's easier said than done when you're a planner. Well, I think at the same time as too is you don't. You literally are out of control. Yeah. Like your situation you're being put into is of which you don't have the control. You mm. Your body is going to tell you sometimes what you need to do and sometimes the midwives and the doctors are going to tell you what you need to do. Yeah. So I feel like over the last few weeks I've started to really go, whatever is going to be will be. Yeah. And I really and it will be. Yeah. And I feel excited about that. But <laughs> there's that little... Yeah. <laughs> freak sitting on my shoulder still going now when you go in there make sure you do this and don't you know what i would say for someone because i've got a friend who was a control freak who had the baby had babies as well mm. and she said the best tip she had was that she went in there knowing what relaxes her so at her point okay. of anxiety she knew that a certain song and a certain trigger point yeah relaxed so she went in there knowing two things that relaxed her. And she had, I remember clearly she had a That's song. a great, great tip. And she had a pressure point that she knew was a relaxing pressure point. I can't think of what it was. She may have even had an oil as well, but don't quote me on that. Well, one of our girlfriends has given me some oils, so yeah. I'm going to use those. But but there was a, what when I'm at high point of anxiety right now over the next few days before you have the baby, what relaxes me? Bob is it Marley. a song? Something. Bob Marley is my playlist. Yep. You just have to put that on and, and play it loud. And... Funnily enough, it's what I started to do driving around the car. Like I've, with God love Spotify, but um, all of the reggae soundtracks or, or albums And on you there. watch Bob, if you're used to it, baby will fall asleep <laughs> to friggin' Bob Marley. Maybe I should call it Bob. Bob. <laughs> or Marley. Marley. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Marley. <laughs> you're funny. All right. Well, oh. thank you so much for all your story yeah, today. It like fun. it's been wonderful. And um, I really hope out there everyone's just got some great tips from Lisa. And... I will see you when I've had my baby. Yay! I can't wait. <laughs> baby small. <laughs> yeah, well, thank you so much for sharing. Thanks, Al. Thanks, Lise. Thank you so much for taking the time to listen to Lisa's podcast. I look forward to sharing my own story with you very soon. If you'd like to get in touch with me, you can reach me at smallbirthproject at gmail.com or via my Facebook page, Small Birth Project. If you have a minute, I'd really love you to jump into iTunes and give me a five-star review as this helps the other women out there looking for supportive birth stories to help find this podcast for them more easily. Thanks again for listening and have a great week.